This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We are back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, home of the Dallas Cowboys and your Texas Rangers. And free agency is underway as of right now, Mike. Everything is rocking and rolling. We'll see all the updates as they fly in right into our faces. Everybody's going to have them right here on 105.3 The Fan. We'll discuss all of those moments that are going on. We've had a couple things that have already generated a little bit of information. I uh, did see... Uh, yeah, so I guess this is, is this legal tampering at this point is what this is. Uh, this is your opportunity to now officially like say, Hey, we're want to, we can go ahead and have some negotiations about some of these guys. Uh, the one thing that I did see of note that I thought was interesting is the Cowboys are on the same page as us when it comes to Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys haven't made an offer. According to Jane Slater, we saw a tweet from her earlier this morning and that looks like and sounds like they don't plan to. It sounds like that their their adjustment here is we have what we have, and we're gonna move we're gonna move on uh, with our tight ends that we have the younger tight ends we have here. We don't need to try and work out a longer term deal with you, even though you are Dak Prescott's security blanket. That's a that's a player that the Cowboys like. They look at him and say you're a pretty replaceable piece. Uh, Dak Prescott is the one we have to build around, and even though you're good. Uh, you benefited from what the offense gave you here. So that's uh, that's the one thing is I'm betting that Dalton Schultz has gone here. Also seeing Mike, and I think you predicted this a while back, Chris Beard is now taking officially taking over the Ole Miss basketball program. This is fascinating to me. Well, fascinating to me. I am too. I will say this, and I don't know if this is going to come true or not, but I do have somebody who told me about this a few weeks ago who also told me about Kyrie Irving still becoming a Laker next year and also who told me that Jalen Brunson's career was over the day after Mavericks' career was going to be over after they traded for Dinwiddie and the Porzingis trade to get Dinwiddie here because they knew that they were losing Brunson and needed uh, Dinwiddie uh, to somewhat replace Brunson. So it's the only surprise to me is how well-connected this person is and knowing things that are going to happen a few days in advance, a few weeks in advance, a few months in advance. Um, so I know we're not here talking about Kyrie yet. That'll be in one hour, but just know that I'm not telling you, I know, but I'm telling you the person who seems to know knows. There you go. He's like beer. I'm like, serious. He's already got another job. He's like, Oh yeah, that'll, that'll come down any day now. And here it is about, I'd guess like eight days later that it finally came down as, like, official. Now, uh, some people may say, hold on, is this really legal tampering? This is a negotiation period for the NFL. This is their opportunity for the players in a window of, like, legal discussions to have these types of discussions before real free agency, like, begins, begins. 
so they can start having these conversations and basically whenever free agency starts they can just say bam all these deals are signed we're running we're running them off the plate here you'll start to hear whispers over the next few days according to one fan texter you won't hear a lot of whispers out of the cowboys as they have a boat in the cayman islands right now but that's a different story that I don't have any proof of. I need a picture of that boat uh, in the Cayman Islands, and then I'll I'll report that. The I was looking at the the Bears trade though, and were you guys off air whenever that had had finally come down? Because I saw it on. We were Friday. at the Dallas Card Show, and Kevin and I were n- near each other when Kevin was looking, and I was behind a table talking to somebody. And I had just heard about it five minutes ago, and then Kevin comes over and he's looking at some cards, like, "Hey, Kevin, what's up? What do you think of the trade?" He's like, "What trade?" And oh, so Kevin hadn't heard. Hadn't heard. It, wow, it, look at you, Mike, breaking news to Kevin. Well, it wasn't me. It was actually my buddy Cole Tucker, who's oh, okay. a Tolo, who listens quite a bit. And he's like, no, here's the trade. And I was just my opinion and Kevin's opinion, because I can speak for him, because we both feel like Chicago didn't get enough for the first overall pick. For I, dropping down to nine, they didn't get enough. Yeah, I, I don't. Aside from the fact that they got a really good receiver, that's interesting that on most reports – DJ Moore was the last thing noted there. I agree. You want to haul for the number one overall pick. I think that if they fell to four, that would have been a good trade. Yeah. I'd have been like, okay, I get it. Like you're, you're still going to get, whether it's uh, the kid from Georgia or the kid from Alabama, you're still going to get them at nine. You got to wait for eight guys to go off the board. Now that being said, are you sitting at one then if, and just taking a player there? No, but I think that, I don't know why they had to make it this week. Right, it you, you, it just feels like you need you need to find a partner. That's always the other part of it is yeah. you have to have a partner that's willing to give you something. And if none of the other teams were willing to give, then this was the best deal they could possibly take. Then that's another situation. But it does seem like number one overall pick should be a monster get for a lot of people, especially considering some of the things we see for receivers they and stuff like that. They picked up one extra first-round pick. That's all. Yeah. It, it, they, and got, they got one. They, to drop down eight spots, they got one extra first-round pick. I do pick. wonder if more teams out there are thinking it's not valuable enough for us to, go, to change that. So it's better for us to keep cheaper prospects, and I do wonder if Anthony Richardson changed some people's minds. He doesn't change my mind. The, the he, reason, he, he doesn't change my mind at all. He, but knowing right. that he could go a little later in the draft as a court in, in, at quarterback, I'm like sitting there going, okay, which one do I want? But Carolina, they wanted whoever, if it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, I think it's Stroud, but they want that one bad, so, and they were willing to give this up. So the reason I disagree a little bit here is let's think of it this way. All right, so let's just say teams are thinking the way you said, which I don't think they are at all. Name me the best team in the NFL. The Chiefs. They won it all. Okay. Uh, what did? How did they get their quarterback? They drafted him and traded way up. Yep. I mean, traded a lot to get in, inside there to make sure that they got their guy. Now it wasn't all the way to one. Who would you say the second best team is in the NFL? Um, maybe probably the Bengals, right. the Bills. Where did the Bengals get their quarterback? In the draft. What pick? Top was of he? the draft. What pick? Number one. Number one overall. So now the Bengals look like they're in shape to compete for a long time, having the best quarterback in their draft. You name the Bills. Where did the Bills get their guy? In the draft. Top five pick, mm-hmm. right? All right. Next team that you think is kind of San Francisco, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. Let's go Philadelphia. That's the team that is a little bit different, right? Yeah. So that's the team that drafted in the second round, took a guy that was considered the fifth to seventh best quarterback in the draft, 
and they took him, and they've been able to build a championship contender around a guy like that. But I think San Francisco doesn't have. I right. mean, like Lance didn't play, right? Even though they did trade up to three, yeah, he it, still isn't <laughs> playing. They had the last pick, uh, you know, in the draft to get Brock Purdy to to do what they did this year. But I just look at teams like Indy. Or if I look at Detroit at six, um, Vegas at seven, Atlanta at eight, I just think of possibly, t- I think Tennessee's tanking for Caleb Williams, by the way. I think they're going to try to lose every game. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I think by the time we get to the season, we'll we'll say, hey, I think Tennessee's the worst team in the NFL. And, and I think it's the smartest thing that they can do. Do you think Carolina is going to be able to to win next year? Not at all. Okay. Next year's pick is going to be a top 10 pick then. Yeah. Or maybe even top five. Yeah, it could for, be. For the Bears. So, like, you get a top 10 back. You have a top 10 here. Uh, and then you still – again, I think DJ Moore is a really good receiver. And Justin Fields needed something. Like, he has Mooney, and Mooney's fine. They got Claypool, and I think Claypool's overrated. But DJ Moore is a legit stud. So, that's a good thing. And they, they yeah. needed a player like him. And I'm on the borderline of stud for him. I think it's very tough because he's never had a, a quarterback mm-hmm. in his career. Uh, but I think he's like a great number two and an okay number one. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think he'll ever be better than C.D. Lamb? DJ Moore. Nah. No, nah, nah, I mean, he, he DJ Moore puts up some good numbers. And he's been in hell. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like 833 yards, I believe, is what he had last year. I was watching yeah. this morning uh, a station talk about DJ Moore. 788 is what I see here. Okay, for last year? Yeah. Okay. Oh and, no, it was eight eighty eight. You're right. So he said he had he had three straight eleven hundred yard yeah. seasons. And it's and he's working with Baker, the candy maker, and he's working with Sammy D. I mean, he's working with some bad quarterbacks there yeah. and still putting up pretty good numbers. PJ Walker's been in there for some time. So I think I think when I'm the Bears, I'm looking at my team. So I was saying first, second, I need third, a receiver. And a receiver. I need a receiver. Can I get this in the draft? Can I get this in the draft? They're offensive line for sure. So I think that there are some things there that they that they get value. But I agree. When I saw you know one first rounder this year that puts you in the at nine, and then I saw one first rounder in twenty twenty four, I was like, oh, and that's it. Yeah. But the, I think the addition of the receiver made them it made it palatable for them as a team to say, and we gave Justin Fields something explosive to work with. We'll see how the draft plays out. I'm looking at a mock draft. There's thousands of them. I know at some point we'll be talking mock draft this week. Um, but right now they have four quarterbacks in the top seven picks. So I'm wondering if Chicago's like, look, we're not taking a quarterback. And we know when we get to pick number nine, we're going to get the fourth best player in this draft that's not a quarterback. Because right now in this mock draft, they have Bryce Young going one. For some reason, I just don't think that's who Carolina is going to pick, but I could be wrong. But they have the kid Anderson going three, Jalen Carter going five. They have Tyree Wilson, which I can't believe. Not that he's not good. I just can't believe there's a Texas Tech defensive player that's a top 10 pick. And then uh, they have Paris Johnson going number nine, who's an offensive tackle from Ohio State. So if if Chicago pegged, this is very tough to do because you have to wait your turn. But if they pegged, you said they need offensive line help. I agree with mm-hmm. you. If they're like, dude, we love this kid. And we think we can drop all the way down to nine and still get him. Now, that's a big risk to take. But if you know that four quarterbacks are going in front of you, that means you're going to get the fourth best player in this draft. So I'm still not crazy about the trade for Chicago. I feel like they should have got more. But at the same time, if they can get the guy that they really wanted uh, to help out 
uh, Justin Fields because they did a horrible job of helping him out. Maybe Justin Fields is just an average quarterback. Maybe so. And a below average passer. But we don't know. It's it's impossible to know. Like, we know about Zach Wilson. Unfortunately, we know about Zach Wilson. Yep. They did a lot to help him out, and he regressed as a player. He didn't progress. He regressed. So this will be Justin Fields' year. And to your point, if Justin Fields doesn't work with DJ Moore and maybe the best offensive lineman in the draft and a few other things they do with all their free agent money, maybe they go, all right. Well, we'll have our pick next year, and we will also have Carolina's pick next year. Yep. Maybe we get lucky enough to get Caleb Williams. Yeah, they got 10 picks this year. They have uh, they have their first-round pick, two seconds, two fours, two fifths, and two sevenths. That's a, you can work with that. Uh, you have a third-round pick as well, and then you have the additional first-round pick next year. So I, I say there's still a lot of moves to be made. They have a lot of roster they need to grow there uh, in Chicago. Significant trade, but Mike, what is the greatest – the greatest all-time trade for a number one for the number one overall pick. Do you know what it is? Like who gave the most? Who who yeah, who won? Who this is the greatest trade. Who won out of this? The Oilers and Tampa Bay in 1978. Tampa Bay gave got a tight end, the 78 first round pick, which they took Doug Williams, the 78 second round pick, which they took a guard. The 79 third round pick, Reggie Lewis, and the 79th fifth round pick, Chuck Fusina. Okay. The only Reggie Lewis I know played for the Boston Celtics and died. Do you know do you know who the Oilers picked at number one? I believe Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell was yeah. who was picked. So like that's this there are some of these where you're Just looking because at because we going, interviewed Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett <laughs> yeah. at the Super Bowl. So I I think if we wouldn't have interviewed them, I might have drawn a blank, but since we interviewed him, and uh, he talked about possibly being a cowboy because uh, of that <laughs> yeah. first overall pick. But yeah. since Tony Dorsett had just won the Super Bowl, they were they weren't going to move off of Tony Dorsett. Uh, they're, I'm just looking back in like Kajana Carter uh, in 1995 uh, was that was one. Did that work out? Did they trade for him? They, or they... There was a trade. Uh, okay. Cincinnati acquired the number one pick in '95 from Carolina. Uh, Carolina got the 95 first round pick. They got Kerry Collins and they got Deshaun King with those two picks. They got a, a first and a second. And then a in year later, they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Hey, Mike, that was the we didn't have to go there. Okay. It did if happen, you have though. this That's, one, I'd love to know because I feel like the San Diego Chargers really got a great deal trading away Michael Vick because they had the first pick to Atlanta because they got Ladanian Tomlinson and then eventually did draft Drew Brees. I know that Drew Brees didn't totally work out, but when you so start looking at it. that one, that was it. a that was ho- kind of Hall of Famers getting traded. The player picked at number one was Michael Vick. The Chargers got Tim Dwight, the wide receiver. Shaved uh, everything, had no hair on his body. 2001 first-round pick, that was LT. Yeah. The 2021 third-round pick, Tay Cody. And the tw- 2002... 2021, no, 2001. 2002 second round pick, and they got Rish, Rish, they got Caldwell. Right. So that was it. And yeah. because they didn't draft Michael Vick, though, they, they drafted Breeze. Drew Brees. Yeah. And then so if you look at it, he got hurt and then ended up in the, with the Saints. But yeah, that was that was a powerful combination right there. That was the number four ranked, by the way, on this list I okay. have of all the first round picks. And Michael away. Vick, if, uh, I mean, unfortunately, the dog thing really kind of hurt his career he was if he didn't have the dog thing and i knew part, you know he blames himself he was he just wasn't smart enough at the time being a, a young man to study to try to become a great he's like look i'm great already i don't care 
you know, and it's kind of maybe what we're running in with Luca is if you want to be the greatest, you have the ability, but you have to disregard family, friends, life. You have to put it all on the line. Yeah. And that's what Dirk did. That's what LeBron did. That's what Kobe did. That's what, I mean, whether you like him or hate him, that's what Tom Brady has done and did. And like, when you want to be the greatest and you have that talent and ability, you have to disregard everything or most everything else in your life to be the best against the best. And Michael Vick didn't want to do that. Yeah, for me, it's still tied between him and Vince Young for the greatest college quarterback yeah. season I've ever seen. Those and Vince two Young took insane. it to another level yeah, of man. like, I could care less about <laughs> learning the NFL. Coming up next is the case for robot umpires even stronger now after this next on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, home of opening day for your Texas Rangers whenever we get out there, man. I can't wait, Mike, because on opening day, we're going to be at the stadium. We're going to be at the stadium rocking along, right. baby. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for us. Okay. It's going to be tough because we only have, you know, about five-minute breaks. Yes. And it matters what time they open concessions at. I will make sure that Hurtado's brings oh us over. Gosh. One, their Tex-Mex nachos, which here's the great deal. We're going to be eating all this because Kevin's like, oh, no, it has white stuff on it. Or, it's oh, called no, queso, bro. there's a green thing on it, which is like, I think they put a little cilantro on it. It's, am- yes. it's the best nachos I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Then we get the elote over oh, there. Man. They put elote with brisket on top. Yeah. So elote, if you don't know what that is, kind of corn and some spices. And I'm, I mean, I know I'm not explaining it perfect. Uh, queso, queso fresco, I uh-huh, believe. Uh-huh. Like, so it is unbelievable. 
Now, the one thing that we will have to share with Kevin, and he'll probably try to eat them all because he's like, guys, I'm not eating that stuff. Can I just have all yours? Is they have unbelievable ribs. Now, I'm not sure what Hurtado's menu will be at the ballpark on a daily basis, but I know they're going to have those unbelievable nachos, some of the best nachos you'll ever have in your life, the best by far at a baseball game. And the, the elote is amazing if they're going to still do elote at the ballpark, plus other things. But I'm, I'll get Hurtado's to come over to wherever we're doing our show from and make sure that they deliver us the Hurtado's barbecue. You know, the great thing about them is, you know, they start out there in Arlington. Uh, they got their thing going out there, and they're a little pop-up. And then last year, Mike, you were saying that throughout the season, it was just a, hey, the ballparks or Globe Life is inviting locals to come in and cook and be a pop-up inside. in the inside. Left, left field corner. Yeah. Every, it's just for weekends, not yeah. weekday games. And then they they called them back and said, you guys were so good. People liked y'all so much. They would sell out We want out y'all to have your own booth inside the stadium. So would you please do that? And Brandon Hurtado is like, yeah, that's that's pretty easy for me to say yes to something like this. So, uh, yeah, that's that's really exciting, Mike. I can't wait for that uh, opening day for the Rangers. That's going to be against the Phillies. And they have a day off the next day. Still very weird to me. They're going to open and then have a day off. This is the way baseball go. All right, so speaking of the way baseball go. Yeah. This is an interesting story. The um, plate umpire who was calling the New Orleans and Mississippi Valley State game on Friday night. Yes has been suspended indefinitely. And this is, when you hear this uh, play-by-play announcer do what he does, you'll understand. Here's here's what happened. 1-1, called a strike there, and it's 1-2. And, and, oh, my. 1-2 coming. It's down. Oh, my gosh! Wow! He got rung up on ball two, and the game is over. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is horrific. Well, the privateers win the game, a game they looked like they were going to win anyway, but Hummer just wanted to go home. The privateers are a winner, 7-3. to three. All right, so Mississippi Valley yeah. State left fielder Davon Mims was up with a 1-1 count with two outs in the ninth when Reggie Drummer called two straight strikes on him. The first one he called was a little outside, and the umpire called it a strike. Reggie or Davon Mims jumps up in the air, spins in the air, and then turns around. He's upset and he's jawing. He's saying something, and then he points. Uh, he points with his bat to yeah. where the ball was. And on the next pitch, Mike Bobby said this this morning. I thought it was very accurate description of how far out it was. If you're looking on the map and we're Dallas, we're in this building. That pitch was in Waco. Like it, it was been, the worst. It would have been behind the, a left-handed batter. It was to a right-handed batter. It was low and outside. The left-handed batter would, I don't even know if he would have had to move. He might have had to move his feet in a little bit, but it would have been behind yeah. uh, the feet or the kind of ankles of a left-handed batter. It, it wasn't close. I get what the umpire was doing. First, he should have thrown the kid out. That way it's over. Now you just call the game as the game. But because he decided not to throw the kid out, he's like, I'm going to screw him over. Now, this does happen in baseball. It used to happen a lot more. But now with Quest Tech and everything, especially Major League umpires can't do it. And if you're really close to possibly being a Major League umpire, you can't do it at the higher minor league levels. Oh, really? But in the when I was in the Major Leagues, they told us um, 
it was uh, Scott uh, Hairston, I believe. The umpires hated him because he complained all the time. And they're like, yeah, we intentionally screw him over. Well, we don't want to hear lip from some rookie about our strike zone. First of all, you're wrong. You know, that's what they felt like. We're right. And then second of all, we're not going to hear it from you. You're not Ken Griffey Jr. hitting. Like, hey, if it's a borderline pitch and that dude's a 10-year veteran and you're a rookie, we're calling it a strike for the 10-year vet. You're you're going to have to earn that borderline call. This guy has earned that borderline call. Whether you agree or disagree with that is is it doesn't matter, but what the guy should have done, the umpire, by the way, he's done. He's never going to umpire again in, in college baseball. I've, I have a buddy who's like, he's done. Oh, that makes, I so mean, I, that makes sense what to we me. We have the information is, but first of all, he that was, was getting, egregious. He was getting bad grades anyways. Yes. So he wasn't a good umpire anyways. And what I was told is, is this level of college umpiring is a developmental level for real college umpiring. So that sounds a little bit weird, but you have so many games going on. If you think of the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, the Pac-12, all of these schools and all of these different conferences, you have to try to develop umpires somewhere to get them to call the biggest of games. When UT plays OU or when LSU plays A&M, you want to have really good college umpires at those games. And so they have to develop them somewhere. So they're looking at the best high school umpires. And if you're a really good high school umpire, they sometimes will promote you, from what I understand, to a very high level in college if that's your goal and you want to do. But most of the time, they'll put you in this game. They'll put you in Mississippi, Missouri, Mississippi State Valley, Southwestern or whatever and see how you handle that league for a couple of years. And if you are a very good umpire there, they'll then try to get you a job in the Big 12 or whatever. So... Losing this guy is not a big deal. He wasn't a good umpire. But, hey, if in the major leagues, if you ever, or minor leagues, in professional baseball, if you ever point where the ball was, you're done. You're thrown out. It's an automatic throw Pointing? 100%. Why? You're showing the umpire up physically to everybody if you call him what's for for you if you're like that's a that's a cs call yeah you cs well once you do that you're done you can't call that you can try to get around it by not calling him an mf or Uh or whatever (laughs) you just have to say that was a horrible mfing call Uh uh-huh you just can't say it like you are an mfer right you can and you can sometimes stay in there because the umpire is like i've been taught he didn't call me that he's saying it was a it was a horse s call not i am horse s but once you point or draw a line you're done which which one is more is more over the line the pointing or the jumping and spinning around in the uh outside of the box pointing are you serious 100 like that's because you're showing them up you're showing them where you said the ball was interesting if you saw you're still showing them up by jumping around it's wrong to do but sometimes an umpire will be like i'm gonna i'm gonna screw them over yeah. But not you just can't do it that bad. You got to in your mind. I know that umpire was furious. And you can screw him over. The ball's 6 inches outside. Strike 3. You're fine. You're not it's not going to make national headlines. When the ball's 3 feet outside and a foot and a half down, like it, the ball almost hit the ground. Yeah. And it was in the other side of the batter's box. That's when it became something where they're like, "Look, you're, you're not you're not a good umpire as it is, and now this has made national headlines. We got to get rid of you." That is that is fascinating to me that the the dancing the that part of it is less. If you're a pitcher on the mound and you throw what you believe is a pit a strike like that, right. And you jumped up and down on the mound like that. What is the umpire like? What's he doing at that point? Probably screwing you over on your next strike. Okay, all right. People are texting in what they're 
what those things that what you could possibly say to the umpire. 877-881-1053. Go ahead and text in things you would say to an umpire if he missed a pitch that badly on you. Uh, I would like to see. I, he, I can't he, read them all. Yeah. But I, mean, I would like a, to see what y'all think. There's there's nothing. He deserved. By the way, I'm going to tell you what. That kid deserved that. Not that bad of a call, but he deserved to strike out the next pitch. Like it or not. Now, the umpire needs to be more professional, but you can teach lessons in this. The other day, my kid got thrown out at third base because he didn't slide. He didn't get tagged. I was a third base coach. I didn't argue it. I said, I yell that you slide. Go back to the dugout. You deserve to be out. I'm not arguing that you were safe because the kid didn't tag you. You deserve uh, a repercussion for not sliding. And that's the only way you're going to learn. Now, that kid's probably not going to learn anything from that bad of a call. But if that ball was six inches outside and he calls it strike three, fine. You deserve it. You know, if you're a, if you're a pitcher on the mound and you show up the umpire on the mound and you don't get thrown out and the next pitch you throw right down the middle and he calls it ball four, you deserve it. You got to be able to keep your calm in those situations. The <laughs> It's tough to do. I would usually, if an umpire screwed me over, it happens, right? I make bad pitches. Umpires make bad calls. I would catch the ball, and I'd walk to the backside of the mound. You can't do this anymore. I'd walk around the mound, and I'd take my time to try to gather my thoughts, to not let it affect my next pitch, which is very tough to do. And then I'd also, in my mind, go, I'm going to stall this game, you mf Or You think you want to go home? I'll just make this a longer game. I will stop pitching with tempo, and now I will take my time if you're not going to call strikes that are strikes. But you wouldn't say all those things. You're trying to, in your head, flush it out. But also, you're like, hey, I want him to know without showing him up at all that I thought that was a yeah, strike. Yeah, man, it's, it, it like legitimately messes with your mind, and now you're trying to figure some things out. It gets you off your game when something like that happens, and it's difficult. I, I know that there are some guys that are able to clear the mechanism and everything's gone. I'm just throwing strikes. Right. But when something like that happens, it triggers. It goes We're all in. humans. Yeah. We're all going to be affected by another human's uh, call, and that's where – when you do watch baseball, and I feel bad for the kids. If this umpire was as bad as from what I understand, when you start calling pitches five inches and six inches outside of the zone, you now have to swing at that pitch. What am I supposed to tell my kids? Don't swing at yeah. it? After the after the guy's throwing the ball outside, I'm like, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You can't hit it, but I guess you're going to have to swing at it because he's now consistently calling the ball six inches off of the plate, mm-hmm. which is very tough. I can't, like, after the game's over, like, guys, there's really nothing we can do. Like, when LaVon Hernandez and Eric Gregg was the umpire in the 97 NLCS, there was nothing Fred McGriff or Chipper Jones or any of those guys could do. If you're going to give a foot off the plate, I can't, my arms aren't minute bowl. I, mean, I, I can't turn into Sean Bradley right now. Yeah. So that's going to be unhittable, and I'm just going to have to take it and walk back to the bench. But um, it's it was just it was funny. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this: when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, that's that, funny." You've have you ever seen any a, a batter react that way? I mean, I feel like that, that that's nothing new. That's not some somebody going, "Well, that's just entitled new you know millennials playing baseball." And uh, I, I think that, in the major leagues, it'll be rare because they'll get thrown out. Yeah. Usually you just, if you, if you don't want to bat anymore, if you think the umpire's bat, by the way, guys get intentionally thrown out. They're like, I'm not hitting with this. Like sometimes when Angel Hernandez is behind the plate, guys will say before the game, as soon as he makes a horse's call on me, I'm gone. Man. So they'll tell like the guy, if they're like a little bit tired, it's game 88 of the year uh, and they are in a bad mood and maybe their knees bugging them a little bit. They're like, hey, they might tell 
let's just say Josh Smith is the backup shortstop for the Rangers this year. Corey Seager might go to him and say, it might not, this might be a bad example, but I'm using it. It's like Seager might say at five o'clock or whatever, hey, just be ready to go in. If this guy calls, <laughs> if this guy calls a bad one on me, I'm I'm letting him have it. I'm tired of him, and I need a day off. Barkley admitted player basketball players do that. They'll get, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Watch, I'm going to hit two T's and I'll be out of here. I will see you later. All right, coming up next here on the KNC Masterpiece, lots of things happening. Already starting to get fake tweets sent my way, uh, but it's time for some gridiron gravy next on the fan. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. If you need some break from the banks conversation, it's okay. We can uh, definitely provide that as we are underway in the uh, negotiation period for the NFL. And it's time for some gridiron gravy. Biscuits, but aren't all these teams money and banks and then all the banks are failing. So then they're going to tell all the free agents we don't have any money, but we can make you or let you smoke weed more and have less practice so we can lower the cap number again on you? I'm reading up on this, Mike, just to get some more uh, understanding of what happened. It's the tech world, all right? It's tech that really suffered here. Texas uh, Tech, I get it. I mean, Beard leaves, <laughs> then he does his thing at UT. He's at an old Miss. Then the dude Adams does what he does. He's gone. I get it. A little Still bit. Still got Coach McGuire, though, running the running everything with the football team. Uh-huh. Everything's going to be fine there. I haven't checked their baseball team out lately, but. We will. We will, for Tech's sure. Tech's obviously having issues. Did you see Tyreek Hill run his race? I think you it popped up a few minutes ago on, uh, on the TV. I have not. You have not seen it. On Saturday, he won the men's 60-meter dash in the USA Track and Fields Master Indoor Championship. The age bracket, 25 to 29. His time, a 6.70 second time. And I do believe that he blew everybody out by like, I think the next closest time was a 7.27. So he was, I mean, just tremendously fast. I'm just, Everybody's still trying to figure out where does this line up though? Like, where would you put him if he was to run the 100 meters? What would that make him? But either way, dude's 
doing some stuff in the offseason. Isn't he one of the shortest fast guys? I'm just wondering, like, I know Bolt is retired, but that dude was like 6'5", right? Yeah. He is 6'5". He's still alive. But I'm just, I don't know, like the strides, at what point do strides just become, if you're striding the same, if, you're, if your feet are running as fast as they run the exact same, isn't Bolt going to just crush a guy like hill because his strides are so much longer i would love to be able to compare like his 100 meter time so that we would have an idea there of like what the difference is because same bolts uh best time i do believe was like a nine five eight am i wrong about that something around there so that's about three more seconds with 40 more yards so i mike i think that it has some there's what's the 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 theorem is that what it is? What's the the algorithm? I don't know what it is. Whenever it comes to height and weight and distance, okay. does he weigh as much as Usain Bolt? Uh, does he weigh more than him? How much power is he exerting as he's pushing this weight? I think all those things matter, but stride length makes a lot of sense there too and part of that. So I have no clue, but I want to see it. I want to see it someday, but it'll never happen. Uh, that was one of them though. The Cincinnati Bengals, have you seen this? This is fascinating to me. They are attempting to strip all athletes in Ohio of their workers' compensation benefits. There's an email out there that the Bengals have asked Ohio legislature to restrict Bengals and Browns players of their workers' compensation that offer that other employees in the state of Ohio are entitled to for injuries they suffer at work. Simply put, it's an attack on your rights as an American and a player covered by the CBA. They are doing it to increase their profit. So they're saying in this state, you shouldn't be able to uh, do that. Would that conflict with what their CBA is? Or would the CBA say, we then defer to the state and you just have to deal with that? I thought that was a really interesting thing over the weekend there. I I have no idea. That is wild, though, that that a team would be working with the legislature to say, no, even if you get hurt, we're not going to be able to do that for you. That's wild to me. Uh, Austin Eckler. That is going to be the running back. The prize possession of one Kellen Moore has requested permission to seek a trade. He's due, I think, $6.25 million next year. And he said, hey, uh, we've had our initial talks. We've had our initial discussions when it comes to my contract in the future. I want, if y'all aren't going to pay me more, if y'all aren't going to have, have me be a bigger part of this thing, then go ahead and trade me. My thing about this is, do running backs ever win this anymore? Aside from Zeke, do like the Todd Gurley deal that blew up in a lot of people's face. He did win that, but he won. L.A. Rams lost. Yeah, and I think that that's what's happening more and more is that running backs don't win these kinds of negotiations. They end up going somewhere else, Yeah, which is fine. Let me ask you this. Let's just say I don't think the Chargers are going to move on from Eckler. They're going to play the game of, ha-ha, good luck. Uh, yeah, we're going to use you for find one more trade. year yeah, and pro- most likely you're not going to find your trade. But if you had your choice between next year, having Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler, who would you rather have as your running back? I mean, probably for my offense, Eckler, because I'm going to pass to the, to the running back a lot more. Now I can, I design an offense to run with Derrick Henry. Absolutely. I, I definitely can design an offense, but I'm probably going to, 
throw him the ball in the flat a lot more than I am Derrick Henry. More of a complete running back, but Derrick Henry. He he is the running back's running back. Yeah. You know, the the old traditional days of just hand him the ball and let him run. Now, you, ha- you have to have, be able to block it. If you can't block it for Derrick Henry, there's a lot that he has to do on his own, and that's, and that's not necessarily what I'm asking him to do. I'm building an offense that creates lanes and says, now try and stop this big dude from running because you can't. So that's, that's where I would put that. Uh, Jason Kelsey has tweeted this out. I put much thought into whether it makes sense to play another season. After talking it over with my wife and many other friends and family, Jason Kelsey is, ret- is deciding to return for another year of football. Thanks to all you supporters and detractors for Fuel Me. And he said, I'm not done yet. But he also threw an F word in there. So I could not say that on air. Kelsey family likes They love the yeah. F word. They right. really do. I will say this. Do you think it was because like his wife did like that any given Sunday and he was like going to retire and she slapped him in the face? Like, uh, was it Dennis Quaid? Was he the quarterback? And like, over my dead body, I want your money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. a really weird situation where he's like, "I'm my body is done. Yeah. I can't play this game anymore. I broke my back. I don't want to go out there anymore. Yeah. And she's like, you get out there, get that cash. I think it's always tough when you're famous is this person marrying you to spend the rest of their life with you because they love you or do they just love the lifestyle yeah. of you? And once that lifestyle is over, they're like, I'm done. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up to be the wife of an athlete or the wife of an actor or a husband of an actress or whatever. I'm not signing up to actually be with you. Yeah, that's, yeah that is a difficult thing to try to find and figure out when you already have the money. That's which is great because before I got this job with the amazing money that we make here, Whew. my wife was already committed. You know what Five I mean? Five figures. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Uh, Not per paycheck. No, yeah. yeah. Sometimes less. Um, Calais Campbell has been released by the Ravens. Is Pick this, him up. Is this one of the, the guys that you guys want? I think Kevin's in on this guy. I'm in. Big, huge body. Go do it. He does represent, he's a good leader, good veteran to have around. But the Ravens, they're in a situation with their cap where they're saying, we have to figure out some money. So they move on from Calais Campbell to, uh, to, to, and he said they could bring him back if they can figure out some money situation. What's the max that you think the Cowboys will sign a player to per year in this offseason? $11 million. Okay. And that's going to have to be a guy that's probably young and a, and, Get it like can be a very because they were willing to sign Sammy Watkins for fourteen million dollars. Watkins didn't want to play here, so they were in conversations Thank for God. that. They wanted Brandon Cooks and the trade, but they couldn't trade okay. because they couldn't do that. So I think eleven million dollars, if the right players there, that they'll spend that much on him. But that's it. Yeah, I just don't think Calais Campbell. What do you think his market is? I haven't looked up what his market is, but I just think that'll be way out of the Cowboys market. Um, I think his market price twelve is what his yeah twelve million six guaranteed. That's what he think, signed uh, for the Ravens in twenty two. I would think that the Cowboys. I'm guessing here. I have no clue. Would would be like we want to give you a max of six <laughs> with three guaranteed. It's so weird. That so they- like two for twelve with six million guaranteed. So you're kind of guaranteeing the first year with no guarantee in the second year. And I just don't think that that's going to compete with. Let's just say the eight other teams that are interested. Uh, the Broncos have signed a four year deal with Ben Powers. 
at $52 million with 28 guaranteed. And I think this might be the more significant one around here because we kind of had this discussion last week of whether or not the Eagles were going to lose a lot of their roster. And that's already kind of started as uh, TJ Edwards has agreed, agreed to a deal with the Bears. Now, Mike, when we're talking about all the things the Bears need to do to be competitive this year, they're already on that on that move. They went ahead and got TJ Edwards for a three-year deal with $19.5 million, $12 million guaranteed to add him as one of their linebackers. So that's a, that's a small move that's going to make them better. They still have all those picks to deal with and much more free agency to work with as well. But, again, I think that takes away from the Eagles, and that's something that, as I know there's like one or two Eagles fans out there listening, and they're sitting there saying to themselves, why do you guys just keep you know, yelling about my Eagles? Well, it's because the Eagles are the cow- in the Cowboys' way. That's why. So it's going to happen. So seeing them lose more players is a, is a good thing for us. I think it's a good thing on this side here. And the Raiders and Texans are expected to pursue Jimmy Garoppolo uh, right now. So we'll keep an eye on what's going on throughout the rest of the NFL as their free agency beginning negotiation periods are currently underway. Coming up next on the KNC Masterpiece, did Kyrie really just sit out a game because he didn't feel like playing? Next. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.